Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that everybody has in our face. Yes, sir. It's been a pertinent. I can't. I'm, help me with that word. Pertinent. 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 Topic. Yeah. Pertinent. Yeah, it's, it is in our face. Why do Christians try to impose your values on others? Why do we do that? Right. We're, I think we're falsely accused but uh, we got to talk about this, get a biblical perspective on it, not just an emotional perspective. Okay, you that's so important because most people run off of emotion on this because they think Christians are full of hate and that, you know, we're the problems, we're the issue. And and why why would you shove down why would you shove your b- religious belief down our throat? Well, first of all, who who are we, John? Oh yeah, we- <laughs> I got you. I got him off track again. I love that. Oh my goodness! Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister, and uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And we're going to jump in this because yeah, we, I think we, this one's crucial. It is, and a lot of innocent Christians are hurting, being falsely accused. We're just doing what Jesus wants us to do, right? And the world's attacking us and right. making this a statement. So anyway. Yeah, because most people don't know what to do. Well, we'll t- pray. Open yes. us up in prayer. Oh, Lord Jesus, we need your help. We pray for enlightenment. We pray for anointing on what our thoughts and our speech that we would uh, edify, build up, strengthen, and challenge uh, those who, who find us and who listen. We pray your blessings on our, our listeners, that they will grow and they'll love you and be very fruitful and lay up many treasures in heaven. Help us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, I was thinking, you know how many podcasts that I've not introduced us? <laughs> we're so excited about what we're going to talk about it. <laughs> who cares so, who we are? Right. If you want to know who we are, listen to the next one and maybe I'll get the intro in. <laughs> hey guys, so what we're going to talk about today is why do Christians impose their values on others? And there's a reality to all of this that uh, everyone's imposing their values on someone. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is what it is, right? I mean, if we have, a, if we look at the today, um, and we were talking about this earlier, and we'll talk about it as we go through this, that um, now the left is imposing their values on us and making it law. Yeah, and uh, making it criminal to disagree with them. Silence. Silence us. us, man. Facebook is horrific for doing that, right? Yeah, I just got I just got uh, uh, fact-checked by Facebook recently. <laughs> oh, that's because I reposted what you sent me. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we love each other like, so much, Johnny? <laughs> I got warned on it. Like, uh, this is your second warning for violating our community standards. And I went, you don't have standards. Badge of honor, dear brother. <laughs> It really is. I think maybe it's because we were off on a date, <laughs> but definitely not off on the information. No, no, no. The oh, my the goodness. Facts. They are the facts. So, uh, so listen, Christians are frequently accused of trying to impose their values or their beliefs on others. And the accusation typically comes out with, why are you trying to shove your religion down our throats? Well, you know, as I'm thinking this thing through, 
I remember saying exactly the same thing to this girl, Jeannie, who brought me to Christ. Right. You know, just, I come to school, and what do you do? You throw religion down my throat. You know, right. here I am, totally strung out on drugs, you know, right on the verge of going to prison for only, but only for 20 years, right. you know, and, and my life is so together. She tells me Jesus loves me, and then I, I, I attack her for right. trying to stuff her religion down my throat. Right. But I'm glad she did. And here, because it changed your whole life, saved yeah. you from going, I mean, everything. It changes everything. Yeah. And so, and here's why. First off, we're not trying to shove religion down anyone's throat. We're trying to help them see a relationship with God. Yeah. It's kind of light shining in the darkness. Yeah. And darkness comprehends it not, in the yeah. words of Jesus, John chapter 3. And and if you also notice, you know, because uh, true followers of Jesus, uh, we don't seek to infringe on anyone's basic human rights. As a matter of fact, we encourage people to have those human rights. Uh, freedom of speech. You hate me, and yet you and you talk bad about me, but yet that is your freedom of speech, right? Yeah, and I, I don't hate you. I, I'll die for your right to have freedom of speech. Even yeah. if you I'll say, die for your right to hate me. <laughs> yeah, yeah and I, at peace with it, I wouldn't even blink an eye on that. And they just want us to die. <laughs> I, I, I wish they wouldn't hate me, but uh, it, it's okay if they do. Yeah. Uh, well, so one of my problems is... Um, yeah, it's okay if they hate me because I love Jesus. Here's, here's how it gave me strength because here I was the attacker. Right. <laughs> then I give my heart to Jesus and, and I, and I go straight and off drugs and morally pure by the total miracle of God and honest and no stealing anymore and no cussing anymore and no drinking and drugging anymore and treating women with respect. Now I tell people, I don't believe in equal rights for women. I believe in superior rights for women, you know, <laughs> the boo, yay thing. And, and now, you know, I was the one who was attacking and now Jesus makes all these changes in my life and now I'm attacked. And I was like, I, I want people to like me. <laughs> Why are you attacking me? But you know what? Here's where I've drawn strength for myself in this battle is it's no longer I, but Christ in me. Right. It's, it's the conflict of the ages. It's God versus Satan. I, Satan was right. my boss, my daddy for those years. And the works of my father, I did. I thought his thoughts. I had a, a worldly uh, view, a, right. a demonic worldly view. And uh, Well, and, you know, that we're going to do a podcast uh, to answer the question, uh, what does it mean that People are called children of wrath. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were before Jesus. Yeah, you were absolutely. a child of wrath. And it was in darkness. And, yeah. and, and then the lights yeah. come on and you see things differently. And when I shared my darkness with people, I didn't feel like I was stuffing it down their throats. And they didn't seem like, right. you know, I'd say, hey, you want to get high with me, man? Nobody said, <laughs> why are you trying to <laughs> shove that down my throat? Sure. <laughs> no, I just, I like being high. I thought maybe you would too. Nobody's, right. But then I say, hey, Jesus loves you. They're, shut up. You're throwing religion. Like, oh, wait a minute. And then uh, you have to back off and get the big picture. Right. It's, it's, it, it's God in me now. Well, and if you notice even more so today that Christianity is less and less acceptable oh. because the the moral laws that are being the, the 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 laws of morality that are being put in place yeah. are less and less christian yeah. and so people are like hey i like the fact that i can do whatever i want and not get in trouble and now you're trying to tell me i'm in trouble with jesus get out of my face yeah spirit of antichrist is here oh my God. prince of this world it is so bad, dude. I want to make my identity in this because I was on the other side and now I'm on this side and I don't like, uh, I, I personally don't like conflict with people, but 
there is a conflict in the world and we're right. in it. Jesus said they hate you because they hated him first. They hated him first. Yeah. And so yeah. when I get it in his at his feet, then I'm good. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I don't particularly care for conflict and most people think that I enjoy conflict because I handle it so well. Well, you're a prophet. You see yeah. black and white and uh, my wife is that way and she's a yeah. very lo- you're a very loving man yeah. and giving. I don't know anybody that's more benevolent than you are, Johnny. It almost embarrasses me <laughs> because I don't have that. I mean, I'm benevolent, but you're on another planet when oh, it comes to funny. benevolence. And, uh, you know, I walk in by lunch. You walk in by the whole restaurant lunch. You you're know? so funny. And, uh, but, but but the, the thing is, is a spade black yeah. is black and white is white and that, that's, that's where that's where it's yeah. at i'm not i don't like conflict but i'm also not going to stand by and watch people believe a lie yeah amen you know but, if, if i can prevent it but there's a motivation behind that conflict it's love absolutely i i love people mm-hmm. and love and truth can't hardly be separated there are two sides of the same coin right. love and truth and so the world throws out truth and uh, we lovingly try to bring back in truth, and then they call our love hate. Right. Oh, yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? It just... Oh, man. So, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, you know, we talked about how we're not trying to infringe on anyone's basic human rights because God who granted volition to the believer also granted the same volition to the unbeliever. Yeah, choose just they whom you'll serve. Yeah, right? You have this choice, that free will, and then... Uh, God extends his general blessings to everyone. As a matter of fact, we find that in five Matthew 5, 45, that you may be sons of your father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And so God extends his general blessings. But I think, <coughs> excuse me, I think what most people don't realize is that the, especially the lost, that most lost people don't realize is that the only reason that the unjust gets the blessings of God is because of the just. Yeah, um, they don't get it. They don't get it. (laughs) I I didn't get it, and uh, they don't get it. Because as soon as, listen, when we're taken out of the way, when we're removed in the rapture, the Holy Spirit's gone, we're gone, any any, uh, influence of Christ is gone, it's going to get bad. There's a verse I'm going to drag in here. First Corinthians two fourteen, I believe it is. This is the natural man receives of, not the things of the spirit right, of God. Right. For neither can he know them. He's because, spiritually discerned because these things are spiritually discerned until you have the awakening, the right. quickening, the made alive, right. uh, the illumination is a theological word where, where Jesus turns on the lights and then we have his worldview, but we have his worldview, but we also have his heart. Right. You know, right. if you have a, a Jesus worldview without a Jesus heart, that could be harsh. Well, and think about this too. You know, uh, freedom for all is is a Christian value. That's that's what we desire. Screaming, Amen. We want we want freedom. Now, we want the freedom of the First Amendment, and we want the freedom of the Second Amendment, and we want the. I mean, we want we want all the freedoms that have been granted to us as Americans. Mm-hmm. But and if you I think all those come from biblical principles, absolutely yeah, they do. Every yeah. one of them do. Yeah, they're they're all from the Bible, not just the uh, um, the amendments. Right. Yeah, they have they have a biblical root. Every one of them has a biblical root. But but what I find interesting is we're like, hey, you know, we we want everyone to have all these freedoms, but the left doesn't want everyone to have freedoms. Mm-hmm. 
and, and it's, it's insane. Silence them, lock right. them down. And we're the problem, but yet we're not the ones stripping people of their freedoms, mm -hmm. except for, uh, okay, we say you don't have the right to have an abortion. Okay, but that's not a free, you know, murder is not a freedom. Correct. It's one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. We kill innocent, the most innocent among us. Which is just like they did in biblical days. Uh, they'd offer their 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 infant children to various deities and human sacrifice. Yeah, uh, just to appease the wrath of those guys. Today, it's even more selfish. But, we kill babies for our own financial gain. Yeah. Well, and here's the I other think thing. It's even worse. Here's here's the thing that really, uh, when we talk about freedoms and you know everyone has the freedom to choose or whatever, we have this volition. Um, the left says, "Oh no, it's it's okay to have an abortion because it's not a baby." But if someone kills a woman that is pregnant, they want to put them up on murder charges for two murders and not one. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, wait a minute. How can you do that? How can you believe it's not a baby when it's time for an abortion? But now it's a human yeah. when you want to convict someone of murder. Johnny, I explained that to you last year. Two plus two is five. <laughs> Remember? I, could, I didn't get it then either. <laughs> I no, still, it's, it's, it's just a complete double standard. It's just opposite. You know, right. we kill the babies and save the whales. Hey, nothing against whales. I love whales. All the best to the whales. But just think about that. We kill our babies and we charge somebody $5,000 if they if they were to break an eagle egg, if they find an eagle's yeah, nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $5,000 fine for tampering with an eagle's uh, uh, nest or egg. But we'll pay you $5,000 to have an abortion. It's like... God's yeah. watching us. He's, he's just about had it up to here. Yeah. He's going to. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, the, and they want to shove this down our throat. They want to spend our tax dollars on doing all that. And we just want to tell you how to live life free in Christ. And we're, we are the problem. Yeah. Well, it's my body, my choice mm -hmm. until it came to the vaccines. Yeah. It's, no, it's your, it's, it's right. your body. It's our choice. We'll, yeah. We'll right. Tell you. Right. You're going to get it yeah. whether you like yeah. it or not. Or how about this? Um, the school shootings and man, my prayers go out to, to the families who have been in that. And now, and now the news media is like, pray, pray, you know, and the government's pray, pray for, pray for the schools, pray for the schools, but no, you can't bring prayer in schools. Mm -hmm. I mean, the double standard is absolutely amazing, but yet we are the ones accused of shoving uh, religion down people's throats. Mm -hmm. But yet when there's a problem, the church is the first place they run to. Mm-hmm. I like to throw back in their face when they throw things in my face and say, okay, you guys have your way. You've been having your way. Uh, I don't know of any, any real uh, advance of Christian values and uh, politically and governmentally right. and legally in the last 50 years. I've been right. a Christian almost 50 years. Next week I have my birthday and the Lord, 50 years old. I've not seen Congratulations. anything. Yeah, 50 years old. Yeah. And uh, I've not seen any legislation go uh, legally in the direction of Christian values yeah. ever. And, uh, and I said, okay, if it has, it's been so minute that, you know, yeah, a little victory. Yeah. There, little, but, right. Right. But the not as is, a whole though. And I say to them, okay, you, you've had your way for 50 years. Mm -hmm. How you doing? Mm -hmm. You spent all these billions of dollars on war and poverty. Have you fixed it? You spent all these billions of dollars on fighting drugs. What, what has happened? Everything goes from bad to worse. You're throwing money at, you have an opinion. You think this is going to work. Has it worked? Right. You And it's not working. We have something that does work. Mm -hmm. um, I remember being at a rehabilitation center in uh, Missouri, and 
we would have clients come into our program. We'd pull out the file. New client comes in. We'd read the file. What are we going to expect from this uh, uh, this client? And um, sometimes they were they were pretty rough. And we had a gal on our staff. Her name was Frances, and she was brilliant. And I loved her. She was a pretty tough gal, really <laughs> tough. And she didn't really have any respect for my Christian values at all. And she would talk openly about it. And but we could talk. We could talk. I I, I can handle that. And so. This really uh, bad clients come in, some real behavioral issues. And she said, quote, we'll have to put him in Duke's group where Duke can put the fear of God in. There's no hope anywhere else. And I heard her say it. See? And I said, Francis, I heard what you say, and I love it. I love it. I love it. But uh, and she said, I know it sounds like a contradiction. I fuss with you all the time. She goes, but I can't argue with your results. There, there you, go. you go. See, and, that's what, and if you look at the results, because – some say that it's wrong to legislate morality, but here's the reality is that it is impossible not to. Those that accuse us of trying to legislate morality are doing the exact same thing to us. They're legislating immorality. They're, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're taking their morals, whether it be immoral or not, and they're imposing it because every law imposes someone's moral values on someone else. Mm -hmm. Every law. And so every law that's going into place is another person's moral value. Now, it doesn't mean it's a good, it doesn't mean it's actually moral. It's a, their moral value. Now, their value could be a scumbag level. Mm -hmm. But, but it still is a moral or immoral value. Exactly. It's, it's what they believe. Exactly. Now, let me, let me bring in the prophetic element here. As we're watching the encroachment of uh, tyranny, uh, the silencing of the voice of uh, Christianity of the righteous, which we would expect prophetically in the last days. If you watch, there is a pattern, a very clear pattern of all the opposition to uh, the right, the Christian right, and the opposition always brings about a loss of freedom for the individual and central control for the government. Right. And right. that's that's the spirit of Antichrist. Take away our freedoms and give all power and authority to the government. That's where we see things landing in Revelation 13. Right. So there's an unseen hand of God guiding through history, and there's kind of the unseen hand of Satan driving things. And uh, Well, how and about this? How, how about this for satanic? That we have our government who is imposing all these immoral laws on us, and now they won't, but they won't even take care of their own people. They send baby formula. If you go, listen, you go to any other country, the shelves are bulging with baby formula. Yeah, Germany's having mercy upon us and sending us some uh, baby formula. Nuts. Mexico, Mexico, listen, Mexico is loaded with baby formula. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no problems whatsoever, but we can't find any. And so our government's allowing to, allowing our children to go hungry. Uh, man, there's a good moral law there, huh? Yeah. Uh, how about this? Is that you have to call boy a girl and a girl boy if that's what they choose because they choose different pronouns. Even though we know that that goes against all of history, all of history. All common sense, all of science, everything. Uh, every, uh, Even your dictionaries, everything. It goes Duke against everything. Dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> right? But... Their moral, their their immoral law says you must do this or else you're in trouble. Yeah, tyranny. It's tyranny. We're heading there. We're all we're almost there. Yeah, and so it, what's crazy though is 
almost everyone agrees that murder, adultery, stealing, lying, and greed are all wrong. Where did all those things come from, Johnny? I am so glad you asked that question, <laughs> man. You asked some of the greatest questions because all five of those reflect the Bible's Ten Commandments. Probably no coinky dink, huh? No brainer. Clears a nose on your face, and yet people in their darkness don't get it. Well, here's the thing. Um, every society believes that stealing is wrong. Every society believes lying is wrong, and nobody likes but being lied to. in California, you can steal up to $1,000, and it's okay. Yeah, yeah. nine hundred. Actually, it's 900 and some odd dollars. Not, you got to stay okay. just under the $1,000 mark. Under the 1000 Yeah. <laughs> now, I wonder how many of those legislators... Uh, have owned businesses where people are coming in stealing $999 worth. I wonder how many of them have that. Just, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah. Lost people do lost things. Well, they do, yeah, they do crazy things because guess who the next shopper that's honest has to pay for that loss. Yeah. That's why gasoline is uh, is almost $7 a gallon here in in California. Mm -hmm. It'll be that here in New York and everywhere else because... Because they're controlling this. Why? Well, that's their moral standard is bring everyone to their knees so we can control everything that they do. That's the big word behind it all. The censorship, control, the mandated uh, vaccines, control, the use of pronouns or else, their their new pronouns or else, control. And and it's Satan. Oh, yeah. If if the teachers in school don't use the right pronoun, they're fired. Mm Mm-hmm. Even though, even though some of the kids have fluid pronouns, meaning it could change by the hour, mm-hmm. they're fired. It's oh my goodness! Like how do you do this? And and you know, but yet every society says, "Don't lie, don't lie to me, don't you lie to me, <laughs> right? Don't you? It's wrong to lie to me. You know what? It's also wrong to commit adultery." Mm-hmm. Yep. Every every society knows this. Where did we get all these tenants? From the, from, from the word of God. Moses went up on the mount, Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. and a couple tables of right. stone written by the finger right. of God. It changed the history of the world. And, and, and now and at the time of the end, uh, they're throwing it all out. Throw it all out. And here's the thing, guys. Christians don't want to impose their values. Uh, they really don't. But one thing that we do recognize in every society, someone's values will reign supreme. Mm-hmm. We know that. Now, if... It's the same in every sandbox, isn't it? It is. And it's the same in every country. It doesn't change. And so, of course, we want our values to reign supreme because you know why? We believe it's wrong to lie and to steal. And, to, and we, we believe all that's wrong. And, but yet the left says, well, it's not always wrong because there's a justifiable reason for everything. And if you haven't wore their shoes you shouldn't judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, judge not, lest you be judged. <laughs> that's the one verse everybody knows. Yeah, because they'll throw that in our face. Yeah, yeah. But that's not what it's talking about. What it's talking about on judge not, lest you be judged, is you don't judge. Um, you you can only judge based on the facts. Yeah, judgment is uh, in perception are uh, separate things. We're to 
I'm not judging. If you steal something, that's not my judgment. It's perception. You stole <laughs> you it. You stole it. And there's a there's a historic model says thou shalt not steal. Yeah. And you want to argue that point, go ahead. But you're going to meet the guy. You're going to meet the God who gave that right. commandment one day. And I want you to be ready. And you're mad at me for warning you. Yeah. But uh, that's I had a, I had a guy one time who was blatantly lying, and I and I I called him out on it, and he said, "Are you calling me a liar?" And I said. Yes, <laughs> calling you a liar because you're lying. And he wanted, he knew he was lying. He knew I knew he was lying. Is that uh, where they come in bold faced lie? Maybe that's what it is, right? Know, right. And and okay, what's the difference between a white lie and any other lie? Because you know a white lie like justifies it. It was it's a pure lie. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, a lie is a lie. The Bible doesn't say you can get uh, any rate. Right? Yeah, I just saw Crayola's coloring all over the bedroom walls that our, our, our grandchildren drew on the walls. And we went in and asked him who who did that. And I don't know. Nobody, nobody knew. I don't know. The cra- yeah. Papa, the craziest thing happened. The crayon jumped up. We looked, yeah. and it was on the wall. Yeah, they, <laughs> they wrote on they colored on the wall, and then they lied about it. Yeah. yeah they're my granddaughters. They took <sighs> That's Who dope. taught them how to lie? Well, that's in us. That's yeah. why we're the uh, uh, children of wrath. That's and why we need Jesus. That's why we need Jesus. Because, you know, the, the truth is, uh, the real question is, uh, whose values are going to dominate? For centuries in America, Christian values dominated. Mm-hmm. Because America was built on Christian values. Even though people want to deny it, but it's written in stone all over. Go to all these cities. And it's written in stone, literally. Go to D.C. It's written in stone everywhere. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen it. Yeah, and um, uh, so, of course, we want the Christian values to dominate because Christian values actually hold people accountable. Christian values have worked well for me. When I yeah. when I spurned them, my life was chaos. Mm-hmm. When I embraced them, I became morally pure. Yeah. I uh, was respectful to women. I did not have sex with my wife before we were married. We did not fornicate. We've had three beautiful children who love us, love each other. They they have married well. They're in good marriages. And they uh, did the same thing you did. And they raised their yep. kids the way we raised them. Yep. And we get together as a family. Right. And it's a wonderful thing. And when the holidays come, nobody's lonely. We're all wanted. We all come together as a family. And my heart breaks for those who don't have that. Right. But Christian values is what provided this beautiful, beautiful way of life for myself and the 16 of us now that are part of but, our But even, even when people go to counseling, they get Christian values. Yeah. They, they get Christian values. They they're just, the only thing that works. Yeah, they just don't attach the name God to it. Yeah, yeah. You just think of, uh, I've been worked with, because my drug background, I've worked a lot with alcoholism and, and drug abuse through the years. People go to their programs. And every program uh, has a spiritual foundation. All the 10 steps are right from the scriptures and 10-step programs. And you find the people that found sobriety, got victory, stayed clean, and helped others to get clean. And you go to them down the road, 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, and you say, well, what was it about the program that really empowered you to get this victory? And without exception, they always say, point number four, (laughs) commit my life. To, to God, Je- yeah, to Jesus, yep, and uh, it's their commitment to Jesus. Well, th- those who power. commit to Jesus um, are the ones that are more likely 
to stay true the rest of their life. Yeah, I, I'm sure there's people that have found sobriety. Oh, uh, yeah. Commitment yeah, to yeah. Jesus. But it's it's extremely right. rare. Right. Extremely rare. So when I meet somebody who is an alcoholic, because they, they kind of phraseology is, hi, my name's uh, Duke, I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'm not, but <laughs> I was going to say, dude, and, uh, are you confessing now? <laughs> and, and they do it in humility. Right. And that's good. God gives grace right. and humble. And then I always ask them, well, wh- what was it? Where did you find your strength? And I've had, I think, maybe one person just say, well, this program worked for me, and they didn't attribute it to Jesus. Right, right. But I'm telling you, for every that one, there was a thousand. Oh. A thousand right. said it was Jesus. Jesus, yeah. And so, I, you know, for every one of those people who found sobriety and found uh, a good work ethic and established a family, um, they're all glad somebody stuffed Jesus down their throat. They really are. I know, I know I am. Yeah. But, you know, and because we go back to the question, uh, whose values will dominate? And here's a reality that there is no such thing as neutral value system. This is correct. There's Jesus no such thing. If you're not for me, you're what? You're against me. Yeah. Yeah. There, listen, there is no, and the left wants it their way and the right wants it their way. There's never neutral. Yeah. There's, they say there's moral. Of course, now they argue that. Uh, yeah, but what is immoral, moral? Immoral and amoral. No, there's right, right. and wrong. Exactly. There's moral and immoral. Right, right. And God. Yeah, the amoral moral is just another made-up name to justify your own. Yeah. Feels good to do it. Yeah. Love the one you're with. I know. Right? Didn't work. I tried it. <laughs> I, did yeah. live, I did live through the 60s. Barely made it out. Yeah. You know, Christians, as Christians, though, we work to advance our values. We really do. And, and why? Because we, like you were just saying with the drunks, uh, the alcoholics, because we believe it works. And not only that, but the lady that, uh, Francis, she was like, his results. It I is mean, what it is, it is, she said. Yeah, it is what it is. Like the results truly uh, uh, prove it. And what I find interesting, people only want God when they want results. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But then after they get results, they don't want God anymore. They only want saved, but they don't want saved. They just want saved from their problems. Mm-hmm. Fix my problems. Let me do what I want to do. Yeah, and then which will create more problems because that's what they do. They go. They return to their own vomit. Right. That's what the Bible says. Dog returns to his own vomit. So when people are like, "Oh, I want God," or "I want the Christian values," until they're not fun anymore, mm-hmm. and then they, they'll turn to the world values. And the world values are crazy, man. We are so upside down in the world right now. They don't. They don't know whether they're coming or going. Yeah, they feel good in the moment. They right. uh, they kind of smooch your affections, and then they chew you up and spit you out and destroy your life. Yeah, and and if you really pay attention, I mean, truly go back and look at the numbers. Which I know today, like every everywhere is a lie. You don't even know what's true anymore. But but if you just go back into history and you look, what you'll find is that the Christian values best promote general welfare for everyone. I'm in and out of jails uh, for 40 years. We love jail ministry and we have aftercare programs and all that. And so one of the things that really motivated me about jail ministry is those that go in jail, like I think it's like 85% of them wind up when they get out going back to jail. Right. But there's statistics when those men in jail uh, find Christ as Savior, Mm -hmm. get out of jail, plug into a local New Testament church, and get discipled and grow, 
they almost never right. go back. And not yeah. only that, but when they get saved, genuinely receive Christ as their Savior, in jail they become role model. Yeah. I've had uh, guards tell me this. My last year in jail, COVID took us out. I haven't been in jail in two years. The jail ministry, not yeah, not him no, being sorry. in jail. Sorry, <laughs> sorry jail ministry. <laughs> Uh, there's there, the guards in jail mostly hate the inmates and inmates hate the guards. That's right. pretty much how it rules. Right. And so the guards aren't all that happy. They have to walk us down. They kind of go us through the security and they're, they're not tight with the security. They, they trust us, but they bring us through security and they take us down to the, the, the chapel and they're not happy that we're there mm-hmm. to try to be a blessing right. to the inmates. Right. And four which times, is crazy. Yeah. Four times the last year I was there, I had guards who, who don't believe in God. Right. They hate the inmates. Right. And they, they say, we don't know what you guys do in chapel, but whatever it is, it works. There's a huge difference between your chapel guys and the rest of the population. And I said, what I said, music to my ears, dude. I said, explain that just a little bit two more give me two more sentences say well they get the chip off their shoulder they stop being uh rude and start being respectful towards we guards and, that, and said we know that it's right. some something whatever you guys talk about god and jesus and the right. bible right. it makes them um model inmates yeah and it's because christians see the importance and the value of having an authority higher than themselves mm-hmm and we understand it's God. Yeah. And we understand salvation is through Jesus Christ. And we understand life changes when Jesus Christ becomes the authority in our life. And these and it's unmistakable. These moral values, moral or immoral, it's, it's going to be one or the other. There's mm-hmm. no in between. It's it's a Christian worldview or a demonic right. worldview. Right. Um, and we know that the Christian values work they, they do they bring sobriety they they cause inmates not to go back to jail. well and why do you think our country was so strong for so many years it wasn't until we started throwing god out of everything and and not uh having god in schools not having god in government not having god that all of a sudden our our world started turning and going downhill rapidly yeah. It's like a daddy sitting on a bar stool versus a daddy sitting in a in a church pew. Yep. Uh, the kids of of the daddy at the church pew have a lot better chance of doing good in life than the daddy at the bar stool. Absolutely. And I grew up in the liquor business, and right. I saw men right. spending money that they didn't really have to buy alcohol that was hurting them and taking literally rent money and food money out of my f- children's mouths to buy booze at my dad's bar. Well, what's crazy is in North Carolina, when they legalized uh, the lottery and because North Carolina didn't have the lottery for years, they bring the lottery in. And when they brought the lottery in, the sale of milk dropped like 27 or 30%. I can't remember the exact number now. Mm -hmm. Well, who drinks milk? Kids. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the necessities went to the wayside, so the gambling. Yeah, it is directly connected. Yeah. And we're results-oriented. Yeah. You know, I, I yeah. want to see results. Yeah. Uh, well, I, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, as pastors, As pastors, we don't always see results. We give truth to people, and sometimes they like it. Oh, pastor, we love you so much. It feels good. And then sometimes down the road, 
they turn away from it and breaks right. our heart right. and we don't see the results that we want. And then sometimes down the road, another year, they get their head to beat against the rocks for a while. Then they return right. and say, sorry, I was an idiot. You know, I just wasted another right. year of my life and uh, made an idiot of myself. But we do what we do for the Lord. And I like to bring it back to this. It's no longer I, but Christ in me. Mm-hmm. Jesus right. in me is Jesus. Right. He, he has a way of thinking. When I see somebody, I see a drunk, and he sees a potential sober guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, in my flesh, would just avoid him. I, he's got nothing to offer me, so I just tune him out of my life. But Christ in me will will take me to that guy. Yeah. I will not reject and help him. him. I'll embrace yeah. him as he is. <laughs> I'll love him unconditionally as him. Yep. I'll bring hope to him. I'll tell him my story. God delivered me; can deliver you. Yeah. And when they take that medicine, when they take the medicine of Jesus. They found out I'm right. This what this works, Johnny. It worked for you. It worked for me. It worked for hundreds, maybe thousands, millions over these yeah. years. So, well, you know, the uh, here's the thing: societies that attempt to produce moral code based solely on human rationale can always be manipulated by whoever has the most votes or whoever has the most weapons. Whoever's the strongest kid on the playground rules. And it's, it's we just see it raw power everywhere, and we see it every time in the sandbox on the playground. Doesn't matter in government in government, right? And so now what we have is we have the the raw power seems to be on the left side. Uh, yeah. And We're, so we live in New York. Let me tell you, <laughs> right? The guy asked me the other day. He says, uh, "How do you like New York since you've lived here?" I go. I love the state. I hate the politics. Yeah, I love the Hudson River and Valley. And oh, man, the Adirondacks. And, and, oh, yeah. Uh, climbed every one of the high peaks of the Adirondacks. That's, love. I love it. New York. Yeah, I, lo- I really do love the state. It's so beautiful. Uh, when you get out of the city, obviously, we're upstate. Uh, but the politics will just choke you out. It will choke the life out of you, right? And why? Well, because the left has the most power and they know how to manipulate. And they, as a matter of fact, the, the she devil governor in New York, uh, when she took over for the he devil, um, she was trying to encourage the churches to get on board. And she was like, you need to be my disciples. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do, but I didn't sign on. (laughs) No, I'm like, "Um, no, no. You want us to be a Judas to you? (laughs) I mean, it's just, oh my goodness, dude. Sometimes I can't take it. But Someday we should do a podcast and go to the New York State uh, Gov website and see what they have proposed to do because the the country wouldn't believe what's happening in new york state politics right now and it's horrible dude it is it's pure evil yeah they yeah yeah. they're not great fans of our podcast john no they're not and and but that takes us back to the exclusion of christian principles always leads to less freedom Mm -hmm. Always. always 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 leads to less freedom right and and it's like okay we're gonna give this one we're gonna give this one the right to live a sinful life but the Christian uh, doesn't have the right to live a peaceable life. Mm-hmm. This is so insane, man. We're gonna t- we're gonna tax you, uh, and we're gonna put you take your kids and put them in our schools, and we're gonna tell them what we want them to know, and you have no right to. Uh, well, you know they have a voice in, in morality in the school. I don't know if you know this, but they said that several states, and I think New York, and I may be wrong on this. I have to double check, but I think New York was one of them as well. That uh, says uh, to teach a child the Bible is child abuse. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there's people in New York that think that. I'm not sure where the legislation yeah. is at this point, but that's where it's all headed. But that's where that's where, and many have said that it's straight up child abuse oh, yeah. uh, to raise a kid in a Christian home uh, because you are you're denying them the things of real life. No, no, we're protecting them from idiots like you. It's called sexual abuse to teach a child that his his sexuality was determined at birth, in our view, by God. Right. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He made male and mm-hmm. female. Right. And so now that's hate speech and that's mm-hmm. sexual abuse against children. I know. I know. It's so crazy, right? And But again, uh, I, I made the statement that the exclusion of Christian principles leads to less freedom, not more. We see it over and over and over again, right? And the truth is Christians want to live peaceably in whatever society that they're living in, mm-hmm. wherever they dwell, Right. Romans 12, 18, if it is possible, this is what the scriptures tell us, right? If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And now, but we have our government paying, paying people, uh, BLM and Antifa and all that to do what? To go and riot and destroy homes. And so it's game on. It's, it is. And they're plays hardball. And they're warning us, listen, first Timothy two, two for Kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And that's what the Christian wants. That's why we walk away. That's also why, you know, from, from fights, right? Turn the other cheek and so on and so forth. But then there does come a day where the Bible says, uh, having done all to stand. Stand. Having your loins turned about with truth and stand. Stand. Stand your ground. Yeah. So we're coming to that day, right? They forbade the apostles to speak any longer in the name of Jesus, and they beat them. Mm-hmm. They went on their way. Rejoicing, kind of the privilege to suffer for his namesake. And what do they do after that? Preach the gospel. Back down to the temple and preach the gospel. And we have exactly the same intentions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to be maverick about this. I'm I'm not any kind of a big shot. It's just that uh, I don't have the spirit of fear. I have power. I have love. I have a biblical mind. I think it's a sound mind. Well, that's what it says a sound mind, which is biblical. And I will uh, stand in season or out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort. With all long suffering and doctrine for the time will come and it's here. Men will not endure sound doctrine, but he put in themselves. And they, today it's here. Teachers have yeah. itching ears. Do you realize that only 37% of pastors today believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God? Yeah, I've heard that. In, uh, 37% of pastors in the pulpit. I mean, 67, 60, what is 63. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't, didn't accuse bring any coffee. This yeah, morning, I know, John. man. John. I'm struggling with no coffee. John, Golly. you know better. I, I, I listen. Lo- I, I still love him. I got here and I went. I don't have no juice. <laughs> I'm operating on one cup of coffee this morning. That's John. bad. So I know. Percentage is off. But I just know. think about sixty three percent of of men and now women standing in pulpits. Right. Don't even believe the scriptures are the word of God. So, but we were told that's how it will be, and Jesus knew what he was talking about. And our society reflects those numbers. Uh, They sure do. They sure do. Uh, Christians are obligated to do good to all. 1 Corinthians 6, 10. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And we are to do good to all because those people will not inherit right? And then 11 goes on and says, and such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. 
Mm-hmm. We are to do good because bad doesn't get to heaven. Not because of good works or bad works. It's only through Jesus do we get to heaven. But if you're living in the thieves, covetous, drunkards, revelers, extortioners uh, area, you probably don't believe in Jesus. You're not going to heaven. Yeah, that's that was my camp. Yeah, right. And somebody came and get, made me mad, got my face, told me I needed Jesus, and I got angry at him, yelled at him, stopped throwing stuff and religion down my throat. But they didn't stop, and uh, Jesus spoke to me, and now uh, I'm doing the same thing to others that well, she did to me. And we're commanded to pray for everyone, right? In First uh, Timothy two one, it says, "Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for." All men. We treat everybody with respect. Yeah. Uh, I disagree with the homosexual lifestyle, but I have. I pray for them. I've had uh, numerous uh, homosexual people that became my friends. And we've had open, honest uh, uh, sharing of, of my values. And they've shared with me their values. And we disagree. But we're still kind. I'm still right. kind to yeah. them. Yeah. And I and I've had many of them say, you know what? Uh, if you're right, I'm going to stand before mm-hmm. God, and I'm in big trouble. And they said, would God receive me? I'm like, yeah. And we have uh, many people mm-hmm. in our church that have lived that lifestyle yeah. who no longer do, and they really like being dads and mm-hmm. and raising right. kids, and they love all the the oh, neat man. things. someday I'm going to be yeah. a grandpa, yeah. and uh, so. It, it, people can come on over onto Jesus' team no matter where they've been. Absolutely. Who silver will may come. Right. And and Christ also taught his followers to return blessing for cursing, Matthew five forty four. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Boy, that's hard to do, but we do it. And the problem is society thinks of us as being weak, but the truth is that's meekness, yeah. power under control. Three things, uh, three events come to my mind about where somebody got in my face and told me off twice to my face and, well, kind of my sister, I'm sorry, <laughs> maybe five times. And uh, each time the Holy Spirit was right there with me. I told you right. about this guy at church one day just told me off. And uh, I, I was just had been saved about a year and uh, I've had family uh, members on my wife's side uh, tell me off publicly. And each time Jesus in me turned the other cheek and I blessed them and said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I've hurt you. I'm gonna li- I've listened to everything you've said. I've taken it into heart. I'm going to take it to the Lord and pray for wisdom and pray to live in such a way that I'll make you proud yeah, of me. And they, don't, and they don't know what to do with that. And, and so The I, truth is they don't. Yeah, and, you know, it's like they're expecting me to... to Lash out, yeah. They're expecting me to attack them. Mm -hmm. Now, when somebody's attacking my wife or my kids or my church members, I might get a little bit more feisty. But when they're attacking me, it's it's okay. Right. They attacked Jesus, and what did he do? He committed himself under the righteous. He died for them. Yeah, and he died for them. So, I've learned that when I'm being told off Mm -hmm. and really being attacked, to just shut her down and and bless those who curse me. Yeah and say, thank you for sharing that with me. It took a lot of courage. Well, and, and Christ modeled this he sure did. for us in 1 Peter 2, 3, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. So I just illustrated the verse before you gave it. Yeah, huh? you did. How about that? Do yeah. I get a point for that, No, Johnny? you oh, don't. Come on, man. <laughs> 
No coffee, no points? I know. Listen, if I can't have it, you can't either. (laughs) Okay, that's... That is a... Oh, my goodness, right? That is a doctrine. That's so funny. Uh, Listen, there are some who wish uh, for a purely secular society where religion is regulated and all Christian opinion is silenced. They're just about there. And they are just about there because you know what? There's two things we don't talk about, religion and politics. Only the two most important things in our lives how can you listen listen you if you are a christian you have to support the politics that most closely uh, uh, support the bible you wouldn't want to be in one of those uh countries in north africa that uh, are governed by warlords no uh no freedom well and the bible says that when uh when the king when the, when there's an ungodly ruler the people groan mm-hmm. Boy, do we hear America groaning or what? Yes, sir. Listen, there's no doubt that when Christians share their faith in Christ, uh, some see that as an attempt to impose Christianity on on others. But the truth is that as Christians, uh, we know we have the antidote uh, for human misery. Mm They may view it, and they do, obviously. Don't stuff that down my throat. They, that's how they see it, and I can't fix that. I can't stop that. Right. But I'm not going to stop sharing right? because I'm called to that. Well, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is a commandment. I'm going to listen to Jesus. Yeah, Jesus says Pelosi. here. <laughs> <laughs> listen, uh, Matthew 28, 18 through You notice I'm trying to leave that one alone. Uh, I, I know you're I'm, I'm setting on my hands, man. <laughs> We're listening to Jesus. So keep listening to Jesus. Uh, right. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. But if I do that, I'll, I'll, I'll offend people. I know. <laughs> Until they get it. And Oh, amen, amen. Until they get it. I had a, I had a, a lady. She's in my church, dude. Oh, I love her, love her, love her, love her. She is in my church. I met her seven, a little over seven years ago. And the first time I met her, her she said, um, I was introduced to her. And, and I was like, hey, how you doing? She was like, oh, you're the pastor. Yeah, I'm the pastor. And she goes, oh, so what do you do? Take people's money? And I said, yes, as a matter of fact, I do, right? Because that's what pastors do. We just care about people's money. Mm-hmm. And I said, and one day I'll get yours. And she looked at me, right? And then we went on. Well, she started coming to church. Next thing you know, she gets saved. Next thing you know, she starts tithing. And now she's serving. And today she is uh, serving as a teacher to the children and loving Jesus and praying for her family to get saved and her family's getting saved. And she, I mean, I'm telling you, this is not the same woman. And we always laugh about that, right? Because once she got saved, her whole life changed. That kind of keeps us going, doesn't it? Yeah, because... The truth is not sharing the gospel is like knowing the cure for cancer mm-hmm. and not sharing the, the cure or refusing to share the cure. It's absolutely immoral for those of us who know Jesus. It's immoral for us not to share him with others. Absolutely. Yeah. It is <laughs> it's on every level. So guys, hey, listen, I just want you to know that We can't force our beliefs on anyone. All we can do is offer them the cure and pray that they will accept it. If some see that effort as imposing our beliefs on them. We can't fix that, can we? Nope. That is a matter of their perception, not a reflection of reality. 
I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe. And may all of us grab hold of the morals of Jesus mm-hmm. and not this government. Amen, amen, amen. Until the next time, God bless. Amen.